0: Could you open up to Matthew chapter 5 as we continue on the Sermon of the Mount? Today we're going to look at verse 9, but to get there, let's go through the other verses. Because as we've been saying over and over again, it's a system of kingdom living. It's not one verse, pluck it out and live like that. It's a system. So we start in verse 1. Seeing the crowds, Jesus went up on the mountain, and when he sat down, the disciples came to learn from him. And he opened his mouth, and he taught them. And here's what he said. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. And here's our verse for today. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. I want you to notice one word. The fourth word, blessed are the peacemakers. It doesn't say blessed are the peaceful. Paul said, blessed are the peacemakers. I like to look at this passage sort of like you are, you are earning your belt in karate. So the first colored belt is verse 3. Verse 3 is the white belt, how you enter the kingdom. You enter the kingdom through poorness and spirit. Verse 4 is the orange belt. You're getting a little bit better in the kingdom living, and that is when you mourn over your sin. And if you mourn over your sin, you'll be comforted. Verse 5, you receive the blue belt. The blue belt is the idea of meekness. I am now somebody that does not necessarily view myself highly as I used to. And then you go to the next verse, which is verse 6. That's the yellow belt. That's where you hunger and you thirst after being filled with God's life. Righteousness. Then you go to verse 7, and as you are growing and being filled, now you are filled with God's mercy. That's the green belt. Then you have the brown belt in verse 8, which is pure in heart, for you'll see God. And then we get to the black belt. Verse 9. This is where it gets hard. This is where those who are truly Christians will show by the way they relate to the world. It's not just being peaceful in heart. It's being peaceful outside of yourself. Being a peacemaker. It's what James... 318 is you need to be able to make peace but here's the question is it possible is peace really possible I mean it sounds great and everything but I'm not sure it's possible just take a look at these next pictures and just let them sink in and you tell me is peace possible possible. The world would say it is if you just apply one of the three what I'm going to call insane solutions and I call them insane because you know the definition for insane. If you keep doing the same thing over and over again and getting the same results, it's insane. It's insanity. It's crazy. And I'm going to offer three solutions that the world has been offering ever since the beginning of time and they don't work. We think they work. We hope they work. But they don't work. And the first one is, of course, if you want peace, you just sing. You've, all you've got to do is get a, a person from every race and stand them on a mountain and hand them a coke. And we sing a song. <laughs> I'd like to teach the world to sing it. Do you guys have you ever heard that song? Raise your hand if you've heard it. And sing along. In perfect harmony. Grow apple trees and honeybees. It doesn't that work. It doesn't work. Actually, my sister Tammy was. Um, she was a hippie, hippie dippy. She loved Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. She loved the Woodstock days, you know. And if you hear the song "Woodstock" by Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, it starts off. I came upon a child of God. He's walking along the road, and I asked him, "Tell me, where are you going?" And then he told me, I'm going down to Yazgird's farm. That's where Woodstock was. And I'm going to join in a rock and roll band. And I'm going to get back to the land and set my soul free. And then it says this, we're stardust. We are golden. Then it continues, it says we have been caught in the devil's bargain, but we got to get ourselves back to the garden. That's right, the Garden of Eden. You know how we're going to get back? By singing together. And just, you know, let's just make love, not war. That's what it's all about. In that song, it says, I saw bomber jets flying, shotgun in the sky, and then they turned into butterflies across the nation. But they never told you about another part of Woodstock where one third of the days there. It was muddy. It was wretched. Did you know a lot of people OD'd on LSD? There was rapes. There was beatings. There was stealing wasn't all paradise that we make it that happened on the east coast in new york and then next year they tried to have a festival on the west coast it's called the ultimat festival where the rolling stones got a good uh security team called the hell's angels where if anybody got too close to the uh stage they'd beat them with pool sticks it's really nice a lot of love there The point is, it never works. Do you know know at that time there was a group that formed a commune of peace underneath this guy by the name of Charlie, and his last name was Manson, and they killed a lot of people? But it was love, see? It's all about love. It doesn't work. Just singing songs and ignoring depravity, and just thinking good thoughts, and singing John Lennon's song, Imagine All the People, living... You know, there is no heaven, there's no... doesn't work, so you implement solution number two. It's called legislation. We're going to legislate a perfect union. That's all we got to do. Three branches of government, checks and balance system, using tried and true Greco-Roman principles of politics and democracy, and sure enough, we will have a perfect union. But what they don't tell you is inside of all of the legislation usually involves lawyers, liars, and (laughs) loopholes. Lawyers are those groups of people that are really good with words, kind of like they can turn words like a magician at a fair can turn balloons into animals. Lawyers can make words say anything they want. And also involved in a lot of these politicians who are meant to serve people, they actually have gone into politics to serve themselves and their constituents. So when they do these pass these stimulus things to take care of COVID, it's really interesting how a very small percentage is taking care of COVID. It's taking care of constituents. Very interesting. And then loopholes are people who write the laws often write in laws so they can get away with things other people have to adhere to. It's, it's a wonderful system. So then what happens in this world is you will have what's called bipolar, or you will have disunity. So this just happened in January, and how you view this will probably tell you what side you're on. One group will say this is insurrection. One group will say this was just a few people wrecking a peaceful protest. Whichever side you're on is how you view it. But the truth of the matter is, it's not working. That's what it shows me legislation isn't necessarily working. And then so what happens to finally get unity through legislation, you need some kind of forced coercion to have peace. You can have, this is China a few years back when students were protesting the communist government, they just rolled over them with tanks. That brings peace. In our country we use stuff called cancel culture. We use stuff called Shaming and soft tyranny. So legislation, as much as we want to believe it will bring peace, every nation of the world, it does not end in peace. And then there's a third solution, and it's called tolerance. Tolerance means to embrace every idea and celebrate the other people's ideas if they have a piece of truth too. So coexist, you'll see it as a bumper sticker. So the C is Islam, the O, of course, is really paganism, it's earth worship. Then you have E is both genders, should really, that's kind of changed in the past couple of years, to not just two. Then you have the X is the star of David, and then the I is, you can, some will say Satanism, whatever. Hey, it's a, it's a belief system. The S is the Tao, or T-A-O, of Hinduism, Buddhism. And then, of course, the cross is Christ. So. Let's just all embrace each other's ideas and live together in tolerance so we are to celebrate each other's ideas. The only problem is there's just a few things we disagree on. And they're not that big a deal, like salvation, the person of God, heaven, hell, and how to find truth. But, you know, the other it doesn't matter. So let's tolerate. But then this goes wrong when you really go to countries where they believe their faith. Like if you were to go even to the city of Jerusalem, it's tense. Because they just won't give up things that they believe are true that easy. In America, we like to just say, oh, everybody's... But go around the world a little bit and you'll see that it's not so simple. Even if you were to go to India, they had a massive, massive war between the Muslims and the Hindus. Massive. And right now, China is suppressing churches. There's no coexistence there. Because it's an illusion. And I'll show you why it's an illusion. So there's guys like this that show up every once in a while. This guy's name's Jim Jones. And Jim Jones started this nice church in L.A. That was a peace-loving, love-one-another church, but he went a little bit crazy and he bought his own place in South America. Called it Jamestown. And uh, killed 700 people with cyanide and Kool-Aid. So we're supposed to accept his ideas? I'm supposed to coexist with that? So underneath there's something going on, and here's how James writes it in his book. What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? And so what James is saying, it's something from within. Jesus puts it like this. It's not what's outward that makes you defiled. It's what's inside of you. Lust, covetousness, envy. In fact, the very first murder, Cain was envious of his brother Abel and killed him. That's what's inside of us. That's the problem. So we have to fix what's inside of us, and we have to find peace first. So let's define peace. Peace means, in this passage, peacemaker is the idea of putting an end to strife, one to another, especially those who once were our enemies. So this is about, it's not just about me. It's about me and you. Because our objective is to spread this kingdom, And you'll see that in a second. Peace also, when Jesus talks about it, it's different than what the world has to offer. John 14, 27. Peace I leave you, peace I give you. Not as the world gives, give I unto you. I want you to go to the book of Philippians, chapter 4, verse 7. Philippians, I like to... You don't know where that is. General Electric Power Company. General is Galatians. Electric Ephesians. Power is Philippians. Go to the Power Company. Chapter 4, verse 7. He's talking about these two women that are fighting. Yodia and Sinek. And they are not agreeing. They're two members in the same church. And they're not agreeing in the Lord. And Paul says, have peace. Agree." And he says in verse 3, I ask you, you're my true companions. Help these women who've labored side by side and they're arguing. A, they're upset at each other. And so in verse 4, in the context of argument, he's saying rejoice rather in the Lord. Let your reasonableness be known to everybody because the Lord's at hand. Verse 6, don't be anxious. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And in verse 7, and... The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. So this isn't something we can figure out. It's something that's given to us. Passes all understanding. It's outside of us. Given to us. Because it will guard your heart and minds in Christ Jesus. And really in other verses, peace is a person. Peace is the Holy Spirit of God. That's what John sixteen thirty three Jesus says, in this world you're going to have trouble. You're going to have tribulation. But fear not, for I have overcome the world. Another good verse is 1 John 4, 4. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. So this peace is a person, and he's like nothing else that the world has to offer. I want to show you this because it's how I want you to see peace. Peace is like a pebble or a drop of water in a calm pond. If you were to throw that pebble in or drop a drop of water, you'll see the ripple effect. It first starts in me and then it works its way out. The solutions mankind gives start on the outside saying if we can fix the outside then we can force it to happen on the inside. I'll give you a good illustration. This past week, there were some murders in Atlanta at the spa. Eight people were killed. Six of them were Asian. And across, I would say, if you read articles, every author of those articles will ask, what made this man go crazy? Racism, misogyny, hatred towards Asian people. What?" And if we just together fix this, Have they ever asked, what's wrong with this guy? This man was messed up on the inside. But we think it's outside stuff. Scripture says we have to fix the person first, and then we can fix the family, and then we can fix the city, then we can fix the nation and the world. It's the ripple effect. Because when you try to start any outside, all you're really doing is pointing the finger and you're looking to blame somebody. Blame. So peace starts in me. I want you to look at these verses because I think this is something you have to digest and really understand. So Jared opened with this, but I want you to turn there to Romans chapter 5 verse 1. Romans 5 verse 1, if, if, when you read the, if you were to watch the process in the book of Romans, a big portion of what he's trying to talk about from the middle of verse chapter 1 through really the end of chapter 3 is he's trying to convict the whole world saying you are all full of sin, all of you. That's the point of Romans. Chapter 4 talks about how Jesus says faith is what applies the resur- or the death of Christ to me. So if I actually believe by faith, that means I embrace Jesus on the cross as my actual substitution. God poured out his anger on Jesus, and then when I believe in Jesus, now God pours out his peace. And that's why it says in verse 1 of chapter 5, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, made right in the eyes of God by faith, We have peace. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Another amazing verse is Colossians 1, 21 through 23. You can turn to that later. I want you to read that on your own. That verse is incredible. It says how we were alienated in our minds because we are sinners. We thought God's mad at us and he wants to pound us. So we are alienated, we're separated. But then it says, we were reconciled by the death of his body, his son's body, and he brought us close to God. And now we have peace. It's an amazing verse. Actually, I think that might be one of the most important verses in all the Bibles. Colossians 1, 21 to 23, because it will show you why people are really mad at God. Why are people angry at God? Because they're full of guilt and they want to hide. That's really the reason. Second thing about peace is Second Corinthians five sixteen to 21. This says, now that we've received reconciliation, it's a big word, but it means the walls that have divided us between God and man, now that we can reach across that wall and shake hands with God, that's reconciliation, he has now given us the job to go to the rest of the world and be reconciled. We're ambassadors. We are ambassadors of peace. Meaning you have to go now to people and say, in Christ's behalf, be at peace with God. So my question for you is, are you at peace? Do you have peace with God? Go back to Matthew again. I want to show you something. I'll show you how Matthew works. In Matthew, starting in verse 3. So watch how the Beatitudes work. And And when you understand it as a process, almost like a... Uh, system of belts in karate, you go from one stage to the other. By the time you get to black belt, you should be the most content person who's ever lived. Because watch, verse 3, if you're poor in spirit, you get the kingdom of heaven. That means you gain entrance. That's a good deal. Verse 4, if you mourn, you're going to be comforted. That means God's grace, His forgiveness will be poured on you. So you're not only in the kingdom, but you get God's forgiveness. Verse 5, if you're meek, you'll inherit the earth. It's all yours. Verse 6 If you hunger and thirst after righteousness, you'll be satisfied. You'll be filled. You'll be okay. Verse 7 Blessed are the merciful. So if you receive mercy, you'll start giving it to other people. You won't have anything against them. And then verse 8 If you're pure in heart, you'll see God. So by the time we get to verse 9, what else do you want? The problem with division, the problem with no peace is I'm not content. I need something. And I blame everybody else for not getting it for me and I'll argue with them. But if I have everything up to verse 8, what do I need? Just to be really candid, before I was a Christian, I was a miserable man. I was. I can remember when I graduated college, I sent out a hundred 20 resumes to advertising companies, I got rejected by everyone. So so I started getting mad. I had a job in downtown Chicago where they would, I'd have to do cold call sales, and often I'd get thrown out of that. I, I was in one building, if you've ever seen elf, do you know when an elf, he goes into the building, they escort him out and they kick him out? That happened to me in a building in Chicago. I was trying to sell some office products. I walked into a meeting, Knocked on the door. I opened the door, and I walked into this lawyer's meeting, and they were mad. said, hey, what are you doing? I said, hey, does anybody want to buy a business machine? They said, get this guy out of here. And They had the guards come, and they threw me out of the building, and they said, you never can come in there again. So if you ever see 55 Whacker, I'm not allowed in that building. (laughs) And I'm mad at those guards. And then I can remember I was depressed, and I'd sit in the bowling alley, and I'd look at everybody as a girlfriend, and I don't. Then I watched the news, and, I, and I'll just be honest with you how I felt. I'd listened to some angry rock and roll music, and I thought, yeah, everybody, everybody has a great life but me, the white man. I'm the one that gets the bad deal. That's how I felt. And then I got saved. And when I got saved, I'll be honest with you, I couldn't believe it. I didn't deserve it. I didn't deserve it. And at that moment, I was saved. I'm just like, God, Today's a, I can't believe I get to live. I saw each day as a day, not as some tyranny to get me. Some group's out to get me. I was done with that stuff. And then when, you can, when you're saved and you can just live in the day, you can do this. <sighs> this is the day the Lord's made. Let's rejoice. Let's be glad in it. Very few people do that anymore. I mean, really do that anymore. We blame everybody else for our misery. So, do you have peace with God? A lot of people in here I don't think do. What we do is we get on our phones and we look around like that. (sighs) Get off the phone. Get off the phone. So then we take that piece, and then we start spreading it out to the body of Christ. (laughs) To us, to each other. Did you know Jesus gave the non-Christian every right to look at us and judge us? Because he said, they will know you are Christians by your love. So what that means is they they will look inside and they'll go, are these guys even getting along? I want to show you an incredible verse. This verse should stop us in our tracks. Ephesians 4.32, so you go general, Galatians, electric, so Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 4, the book of Ephesians was written to talk about the church life. And I want you to just look at verse 4, chapter 4, verse 32. Chapter 3, verse 10 says, God has put together this church full of all kind of weird, different people so that the angelic realm will be able to see the manifest wisdom of God they'll look down on the church and they'll go, I don't understand how it works. God's amazing. But look at chapter 4, verse 32. It says, be kind to one another. Tender-hearted. Soft towards one another. Forgiving one another. Because I'm human, you're human, we always make errors. Can you forgive me? Well, why should I forgive you? Because you hurt me. Oh, only because as God and Christ forgave you. (laughs) Oh, that's a pretty good deal. So give what you've received to each other. And then you go to the next step, Philippians 2. Paul says, now make my joy complete. In the same comfort you've received, give it to other people. Have the same mind of Christ. Treat each other better than yourself. first service I was talking about, um, when I was, when I, somebody asked me, what what do you need to know to be in ministry? And I was thinking through it. Yeah, you do need to know, you do need to know scripture, systematic theology, languages. You do need to know how books are arranged. But what taught me most about being a pastor is being the youngest of six kids in a family of very strong-willed people. And often my sister's, I had four older sisters. You want to talk about victimhood? I'm the man. (laughs) There was a song. It was a stupid commercial. My sisters would sing it to me, and it made me crazy. And they would sing, Christopher Joseph, four weeks old. How do you like the world so far? There'll be swings to be swinging on. I can't sing the whole song because Jared wants to learn it. So I'm done. And my sisters would sing it and my face would get red and I'd chase them around the house. My dad would be, whoa, 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 what are you doing? I'm going to kill them. Chris, go outside, throw some rocks or something. Just settle down. Just settle, settle. And you can't hit your sisters. You know that? All right. I wish some people in the church would just settle down. Settle down. Go outside for a while. Throw some rocks. Because you can't hit your brother or sister you know that? With words of slander and gossip and hatred. This next slide, though, is um, kind of taking this a little bit deeper, and if you don't like this next slide, get mad at Jared. He's the one that you need to reconcile with, because I was talking to him about this, and we were talking about it, and Jared gave me the answer, and here's the question. Who is that person? Who is that person in your life that when you see them, you get out of the room or you look at your phone, acting like you're talking to somebody, when you see them, they just get under your skin? They make you so mad you want to pull out your hair. Who is that person? Because that's really where it begins. So I was talking to Jared. I said, Jared, do you have a couple people like that? Because I got a lot of them. It's like I do. I say, so Jared, what do you do? Here's his answer that made me really mad, and now Jared's that person to me. Here it is. <laughs> Here's what he says. When you have that person in your life, die. Get over. It. third thing is then we go to peace to all. We spread it to the world. We become his vessels of mercy. This is black belt level. How do you do it? Well, Romans says this, as far as it's within you, your ability, be at peace with all men. And the idea is that there's, prob- there's two, the tango, and you're not necessarily going to get somebody to dance with you all the time, but as far as it's up to you, you do it. Doesn't mean you got to become a Doormat to them and just agree, but it does mean you deal with your own heart first. Luke 6:29 talks about if somebody strikes you against the cheek off from the other one. The other this idea is if they humiliate you, or if they insult you. Hope, who cares? But they insulted me. Who cares? They spit in the face of Christ. Third one is Romans 12, 19. Don't take revenge. That means I'm going to pay them back. I'm going to pay them back full time. There's two reasons why you shouldn't. Number one, you're not God, and you really don't know what they need. Number two is when God pays people back, he really pays them back. Don't get in the way of his vengeance. You might mess it up. Because when he renders vengeance, he breaks hearts. I just, I, um, let me see where I'm at. There's a book that's called The Twelve Rules for Life by Jordan Peterson. I don't agree with the whole thing, but he does say one thing that is is—it's powerful. And listen closely to it. Here's what he writes. If you cannot bring peace to your own household, how dare you try to rule a city? If you can't get along with yourself and then your people closest to you, Why do you think you can fix the world? It's funny. Often the people that are always trying to fix the world have the worst times at home. It's really weird how that works. What's really funny is a lot of people who generalize about the church and how rotten a church is don't really know the church. And they've never been on the inside workings of the church because if they really knew the church, they'd know the church operates by this principle. Never let your left hand know what your right hand's doing. And because of that principle, a lot of people, a lot of what goes on to church is not trumpeted. usually because you want to save the dignity of the person that you're helping, but also you don't want to boast. And so people are like, the church does nothing for anybody anymore. It doesn't? It doesn't. Huh. Can I just tell you what I have seen in this church over the last year, would shock you, but I have to hold a lot of what I know confidentially. This church is full of giving, incredibly giving, loving people. It's almost overwhelming. But the problem with people is they love to generalize about the church and say, it's the world's problems It's because the church is so messed up. Yeah, the church has a lot of problems. But if you really know the church, the one that is blood-bought by Christ, they're different. So stop judging. If you can't fix yourself, don't rule the city. And just be at peace. Be at peace.